What's up, goons? This is Notes of a Goon. I'm your host, Chris from Brooklyn. I am joined, as always, by my stalwart producer, Michael Harrington. How are you, Mike? Chris, I am feeling more, more stalwart than ever. I don't think that's true. Why? You say, you don't sound very stalwart. What are you talking about? You seem pretty annoyed at me. It's Why would I be thing. annoyed? It's a whole weird thing. I don't know. There's no, there's no, there's no weird thing. There's no fucking. Sure I cut my hands and break my back, dragging this bag of stones till they bury me down beneath the ground with the dust and rattling bones. What's that for? There is none. I'm saying there's no bone to pick. Are you sure? <laughs> it seems like you're playing a thing, Mike. It seems like there's a whole thing, and you've got a little bone to pick. <laughs> You know? Not at all. Not at all. Seems like you're annoyed. Something I did when it's not something I did, but something somebody else did that I had no control over. Huh? Uh, no. That's got nothing to do with that. No, huh? I just, you know, it would be it would be it would be nice if uh Yeah, it would just be nice if I could be at, at Legion of Skanks right now. But no, it's fine. Why why? You just what why do you want to be at Legion of Skanks? There's okay. just stuff that's going on tonight that that uh I heard there was a small dick contest. Is that what you're into? No small dicks? No, no. Fucking okay. first and foremost, Brian Callen is there. Huge okay. fan of uh the Cal Dog. Okay, you're a big fan of Brian Callen. I mean, genuinely, yeah. I fucking loved Fighter and the Kid their first like two, three years they mm-hmm. were doing it. Okay. Uh, until, you know, believe you me, essentially ape the concept and did it five times better. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't know. I just always liked him. Mm-hmm. I met him once outside of the stand. He was very, very cool to me. Um, reached out to him about doing spots at Brooklyn Comedy Club, and he responded. Mm-hmm. Good dude. And oh, such lonely days. If you don't want to lose Hold me, on, hold on. Better mend your way. I've got a bone to pick with you. Now listen. This is the drop you've wanted this whole time. Now listen. <laughs> no, somebody sent me better drops that are better than both of those drops that I refuse to use, and I know they're still listening and furious. However, <laughs> wait, somebody, somebody sent you. Somebody pulled <laughs> better drops for for this. I I still say my my fucking. Now, <laughs> here's the thing about the Brian Callen thing. You called me at three thirty. We normally start recording around nine. For this show, right? Typically. Yeah, that's reasonable. Okay, it is currently around 9. I did get here earlier than I normally get here, but somebody was in the studio, and then some other things came up. Um, Now, you call me at 3.30, and you go, hey, can you shave two hours off of your day? Now, shockingly, Mike, you are not the only person in my life that seems to believe that I am waiting around for phone calls from them all day with nothing else to do. I mean, as a semi-retired man, that is 100% what I assume you do. Yeah, like, I... I, I, I assume kn- there's a lot of working out. There's <laughs> a good amount of working out. But and I then, had already worked out when you called me today. I cannot believe that. I simply cannot believe What do you that. mean? I'm on a much earlier schedule because I've been out of town with my girlfriend's family. So I'm on a much earlier schedule. I woke up relatively early today. Um... However, I do have various things that I have various business interests that I have to manage on a day-to-day basis. And shockingly, the people that I work with have the same opinion of my time that apparently you do, where you get to just be like, oh, Chris is an asshole who's doing, what could he possibly be doing right now? Nothing. He's just waiting for me to call him and then get mad at him 
that he can't hop to it so that I can go see a statutory rapist at the stand. There was nothing statutory about his rape. It was good old-fashioned American rape. Sorry, I got confused with his friend that he does the other podcast What are you with. talking about? They're barely friends. They haven't been on the road together. Hmm. <laughs> just, it's just... You just want to go and watch him be uncomfortable while Lewis calls Brendan Schaub a retard. Pretty much. A. Yeah, yeah. B, no, there's other reasons. We'll talk about it off air. Okay, fine. But, just playing to getting mad at me, shit. I got over here. If you just told me at noon, hey, I need you to get in early, I'll get in early. You can't tell me at 3. Well, but at noon, I didn't even know when Michael Bisman was going to be recording. It was a whole to-do. Again, none of you, why don't you go pick a bone with Michael Bisman? Uh, because he doesn't have many bones left to pick. Whoa. What? Just talking real tough about Michael Bisman. I'm not talking tough about anybody. He's a fucking former professional fighter. He's had 19 different surgeries. Like, I don't need to be messing with his bones. Your bones are fucking ripe for the picking. Are they? I'm getting old. We got other stuff to talk about. But you're just getting pissy with me. (laughs) And I need you to understand that I do have things I have to do. All right. I mean, if you say so. Agree to disagree, I guess. Do you really think I'm just sitting around all day occasionally lifting one weight. I think you smoke a cigar in there somewhere. I haven't smoked a cigar in weeks. Maybe take a walk around the block, feed some birds. I do occasionally do that. (laughs) Usually not on Mondays because I have other stuff to do. Uh, uh, I did have a bunch of shit. I had a a large amount of phone calls I had to make trying to buy another rental property. It's a pain in the ass. I had to talk to my business partner. I had to talk to three different business partners. I had to talk to the most annoying person I know today. Not you. Or my chick, who's annoying, and made me go up to visit her family. And I'm, they're fine. They're nice people. I just, it's just, I would have been able to get here earlier. Now you're mad at me because she made me go upstate for no reason. I'm not mad. Mm. I'm stalwart. You seem fairly annoyed as we started this show. All signs point to no. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Mike, the Goon Squad lost the other day. They lost yesterday. Yesterday. But they won the other day. They did win the other day. So they made it to the finals. Mm -hmm. They're in the finals. Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference, they're already a champion. They're the Eastern Conference champions. They're the Eastern Conference champions. But they're down one game to zero in the finals. Yeah, to the Connecticut Sun. To the Las Vegas Aces. The Las Vegas Aces. Yeah, I think they're the reigning defending champions. we said this last Are all of the teams in casinos? I don't think we said this last week, and I don't know. I don't think so. Because it seems like you can give away tickets to anything in a casino, and people will go. People go see ventriloquism nowhere but casinos. I don't even know if the Aces play in a casino. I feel like they must. I guarantee you, you get free tickets from the nearest casino to oh, wherever the arena for is. For certain. Yeah. Though that, that, those are papered rooms. Yeah. Every WNBA team has some sort of fucking deal with a casino. The Michelob Ultra Arena in the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. There you go. Yeah. It's in a casino. Okay. So every single WNBA team has some sort of deal with a casino, I assume. Well, certainly the best two do. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, the two, che- you need, well, the, you know what? You need fans cheering you on. That's the sixth man. I mean, we now all Sixth know. woman. Sixth lady. I, you think there's women at the games? It's probably mostly men at the games. 
because they're sitting at the fucking blackjack table. There's no women at the high roller tables getting fucking free tickets to WNBA games. You don't think so? You don't think there's like heroes? So you who think are, Asian women want to watch the WNBA? I don't think they're targeting. They're fucking going to watch a- slam ball. Do you think you really think that's it? They're targeting Asian men with these WNBA tickets? I think so. I think the, the Asian men at the back of our tables are like, "All right, I'll get up. Death by snoo snoo. Let's go." <laughs> Sick. Yeah, but so they lost. I grew this playoff beer for no fucking reason, Mike. <laughs> And now they're now. Did you place that bet that I told you to place that last week? Yeah, it's uh, it's twenty five dollars uh to win. At did you a- actually place the bet, or are you lying to me on the show, Chris? I am so confident that what it's not going to matter one way or another that I am going to say yes. So what will we win? Is it? I here's what I think we should do. It's a three hundred dollar win. It's, okay, so what we need to do is just buy sandwiches for a local men's shelter in the Connecticut area if they win. I mean, that would be the best way to celebrate. Because you, know you know those hometown gals just want to get those boys some they sandwiches. just want to make them sandwiches. So we, we bring out some the WNBA. I, I honestly think we maybe <laughs> should we just go. please start the hashtag make the sandwiches? Yeah. Go son, hashtag make the sandwiches. I mean, nobody's doing goon squad except us. <laughs> And we're regularly tagging. Whoever runs the Connecticut Sun Twitter is like, what is happening? I'm very upset that the Connecticut Sun Twitter has not retweeted me Naria once. Yeah, I mean, who are they retweeting? I don't know. Probably nobody. Do you even think that, do you think they have a social media intern? Or is it just the owner of the team using it as their alt account? You think, maybe, oh, he's just like not on his main account, but he's just looking at chicks? Right, right, right. He's like, yeah, I'm scouting players. What are you going to yeah. do? A lot, if you go through the likes, it's just a lot of feet picks. <laughs> uh, who, owns the, who owns the Connecticut Sun? Oh, we'll look it up. Uh, Chief J. Strongbow? That's who owns the Mohegan Sun Casino, I believe. <laughs> he's an Italian man who masqueraded as a Native American so that he could get a casino license. Uh, oh, wait. Ownership is Mohegan. Mohegan Sun, the casino, owns the, the team. So it's not one guy. They have to have an intern. Imagine you want to be an intern at a casino. No, I think it's just the tribe owns the team. What? Yeah, I think Pull it's... Pull this up on the screen. <laughs> I mean, look. You, It seems like you're misreading something. <laughs> All right, so here's the Connecticut Sun's Wikipedia uh-huh. page, right? Okay. And when you go down to owner, uh-huh. right, ownership, it says Mohegan. Oh. So the tribe owns the team? I think so. They're Native American slave owners. <laughs> uh, most of the Mohegan pe- uh, most of the Mohegan people in Connecticut today live at the Mohegan Reservation near Uncasville in the town of Montville, New London County. The MTIC operate the Mohegan Sun Casino on their reservation, and the Pocono Sun and the Mohegan Sun Pocono near Wilkes-Barre, PA. So yeah, that tribe oh. owns the casino and, and the, the team. team. Okay, now now we're getting somewhere here. Now we're trying. To, now we're figuring this whole thing out. <laughs> Do you think that the people on the reservation are watching the games on CCTV? Is that who's watching? What were the ratings of this game? Because uh, I believe in the WNBA. I think this is their first year. They're really going to catch on. It, they're going to crush it next year. <laughs> I mean, look, for a fledgling organization, they're doing okay. Oh, that's the All-Star game. Okay, well, they're, oof, okay. well, their viewership for the All-Star game is uh, 700,000 was their peak back in 2018. I mean, that's not terrible. Um, but that's four years ago. It's gone down since then. 
Okay. Oh, hold on. Women's national basketball season is regular season games this year drew their largest television audiences mm-hmm. in 14 years. Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. I wonder why, what that would happen. Goon Squad. There you go. It's, it's almost like we tell 7 billion people every week that they should watch women's basketball and just under a million people listened. They were like, look, we're kind of in. Yeah. 1% of the 1%. Look, they got Thursday Night Thunder in the 90s numbers. That's pretty good, dude. Wait, that's really what Thursday Night Thunder in the 90s was doing? I don't know. Maybe Sunday Night Heat. I, who knows? If it wasn't a pay-per-view week. Who knows what people would watch? Sh- Shotgun Saturday Night? Who knows? You're going to look up the Thursday Night Thunder ratings from back in the day? No, you keep talking. Okay. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing. I'm mad. I'm mad that they lost. I don't, also don't think you placed this bet, which means I want to place an even bigger bet for next week. Do you really? What are the odds that they win now that they've lost game one? Take a look here. Um, do do do. Uh, this is this is really difficult to do. And I'm sorry that I'm creating dead air while I'm looking, but I'm not seeing a WNBA tab for some reason. Huh? Oh, it's just under regular basketball, like a dummy. Um, <clears throat> all right, more WNBA bets. It's not giving me any futures bets right now. Really? Yeah, I can't bet to win the title. I can bet wow. to win the next game is plus 164. Okay. Um, I mean, odds are they will. Mm. Just bit, put $50,000 on this, Mike. 50K? Yeah. That's a lot of sandwiches, dog. Dude, we'll be able to give every homeless man in the city. And you know, homeless men love sandwiches. They do love sandwiches. Because they don't have forks. That's their biggest. That's their biggest thing. They're like, no, and you we know don't what, need it, your money. We need your sandwich. And they need the love of a good woman. The and loaf. nothing says love like a sandwich from a woman. They need the loaf of a good woman. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> and you know what? The Connecticut Sun, pretty good women. The junkyard dog. Yeah, it's one hell of a lady. How pissed off do you think they would get if they found out we were donating sandwiches on behalf of the WNBA? Um, I think this is a good charity. I agree. I think we should start a nonprofit where we donate sandwiches on behalf of the WNBA to men's shelters. I think so. Okay, so the Connecticut Sun right now, plus 220 to win it all. So hmm. steep decline from last week when they were 12 to 1. God damn it. Thank God I got that $25 down. I don't think you did. We should have put $10,000 down last week. I grew uh, this beard for nothing. Now I'm going to have to shave this beard off for next week. If we put $10,000 down, we could legitimately cash out for like a G right now. That's a good amount of sandwiches, though. Buy a couple of six footers for the boys. You know what I'm saying? They could watch the they could watch the they could watch men's sports with that. You know, it's for, we get it. For, we get we get a bunch of dudes uh, sandwiches for football Sunday the following week. Be great. That'd be great, dude. If we just catered a fucking football Sunday at a homeless shelter, yeah, with WNBA money, yeah, dude. Just for there's be- no WNFL, is there? No, no. It was just the lingerie football league. It was the best they could do right? you know what we could do that too it's on pay-per-view we'll sti- buy the pay-per-view for this is it still on yeah laundry football league is like back and better than ever actually really but we they should... don't even have a national tv deal they're just on pay-per-view uh i believe so but i think it's like on demand pay-per-view so hmm all right that's the plan we're fucking philanthropists mike yeah we are hell yeah moving on There's something I've been thinking about, Mike. Do you own a dresser? 
Yes. You do. Did you own a dresser before you lived with your current girlfriend? Uh, yes, but only because somebody was giving one away in my building, and I brought it upstairs. But that proves my point. Okay. I'm going to break this down. I have a friend who has a roommate, and he's mad that the roommate isn't doing anything like in the house, and he's like kind of late on rent fairly often. And I'm like, well, how old is he? And he goes, well, you know, he's a little younger than me. He's in his late 20s. And I go, okay, how much furniture did he move in with? He goes, just a bed. And I go, there you go. That's your problem. Never move in with somebody. I bet when you got that dresser, Mike, yeah, was that just as things were starting to turn around for you? Like, in all honesty. You know what? The timeline kind of lines up, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know why? Because if you haven't somehow accumulated a useful piece of garbage, you are the garbage. <laughs> I need everyone to understand that. If you are, like, this is just a, if you want life advice, email askthegoon at gmail.com. But if you need life advice, I'm telling you this right now. Do not move in with somebody that only owns a bed. You need a dresser, even if he has an ottoman. That opens into a thing that he can store. If you have nothing, if you don't have a desk, that's not a studious person. How are you moving in with an adult? Let me break this down. Mike, most dressers yeah. that have been attained by single men yeah. have either been gifted to them by their nana or have been taken upstairs from the trash. <laughs> most dressers are just old people's garbage. No one buys a dresser that isn't a woman. If a single man buys a dresser, he's gay. I'm telling you that right now. You know what? The math checks out. There. I'm going to tell you this right now. Most single men never buy any furniture. But if nobody's ever been throwing some trash out, I'm like, you know who can use this? Chris. Or whatever. Insert your... Phil. Mike. Blind Mike. Whoever. Insert your name. If nobody's thought of you as they were throwing out what is literally garbage, you are the trash person in this in the scenario. To all the men that listen to this show, if you have no dresser in your house, go out and find a garbage dresser or a garbage desk. If you only own a bed or a mattress on, I don't even give a fuck if you have a mattress on the floor. You just need a secondary piece of furniture. Even if it's a video game chair. You can, if you have a video game chair, and at, at least it shows your next roommate something. You have things. You don't just have... Garbage bag of clothing and mattress on the floor. You know what? You had what you had until you had a dresser. And then you got a dresser. You put your clothes in the drawers. Mike, tell me not. As soon as you started putting your clothes in drawers, all of a sudden, you had the job you wanted. You had the chick you wanted. Are you really Jordan Peterson me right now? Are you telling me to clean my room? No. I'm saying feels very much like you're saying clean your room. It's not about cleaning your room, Mike. It's about owning. It's about so much. It's about being the type of person that either thinks about themselves enough to repurpose garbage, or that somebody else goes, you know, who's not complete garbage and can get some use out of this, Mike. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll tell you this right now. Most of my plates when I was younger, you know where most of like my plates and shit like that came from, and I still have a lot of them. Is from like. When I was living alone, because my parents were fucking gone, right, uh, uh, and I was, in my, I was in a precarious situation, most of my friend's parents went, hey, we got some, we got some plates and stuff. Why don't you bring these over to Chris's house? Because they were like, you know who's not a piece of garbage and is really going through it? Fucking Chris. 
So let's get him some plates and some forks. And you know what? I got a chair for him over here. Give him this chair. It's a perfectly good chair. And you know what? That made me feel like someone gave a fuck. And once you feel like someone gives a fuck, even if it's just you, I bet your roommate saw you bringing that dresser in and were like, all right, good. No, you know what it was? It was Eric. Eric was like, man, you really need a dresser, man. And I was like, no, what do I need a dresser for? See, that's what I'm saying. Hillbillies have a wisdom that we don't quite understand. Our, our hillbilly friend Eric was just like, man, you, got, you can't be just having your clothes. You, I, I guarantee you that you were living out of a series of hampers. No, so here's the thing. In my apartment... You had, had a dirty clothes hamper that so, you would bring, and then you had a clean clothes hamper that you would live out of. I mean, A, yes. But okay. B, there was also like a bunch of racks just around the room, like wire racks that mm-hmm. were like hung up on the... So I was like, yeah, I don't need a dresser. I can just use the racks. And I just put stuff on the 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 wire racks, and it was a really like a pre- store, kind of yeah. Mm. Like so, you were selling yourself that you were living a life. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. And then everything changed once you got a dresser. You're not wrong. Men need furniture. You need furniture in your house. You need something. You women need for. If I went to a bitch's house, like imagine you went to a chick's house and it looked even kind of like a dude's house. You'd be like, gross. You know what I mean? Like, imagine you were a single man, and you went over to a girl's one-bedroom apartment or studio apartment, and it looked like one of your... Even if she was hot in 22, she'd be like, why does this look like my boy's crib? Get some roommates, lady. Fucking get some dishes. How do you not have dishes? How does nobody care about a woman? Why does she have a mattress on the floor? Yeah. With mattress on the floor. She, she just like getting railed out in that, fu- in, the, in that one random room that nobody used in any fucking high school that she went to? There was always a room with a stray mattress in every high school, correct? Not in my high school, but God bless. Then nobody ever told you where that room was. Maybe. Was it a small high school? I mean, no, it was like 4,000 kids, I think. Oh, yeah, there was definitely a weird mattress room somewhere. No, nah, I think ours was in the woods. It was in, but it was a mattress. It was a couch. A garbage couch. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Somebody even thought was conscientious enough to leave a couch out there for the kids to fuck on. <laughs> yeah, somebody's out there for them kids. That's what I'm saying. You need a little furniture. You, need, you can't just have a bed on the floor and living out of a series of hampers. You can, if you have a dresser, you can choose to live out of a series of hampers. That's fine. But make sure you have that dresser. You don't necessarily have to use it. You just know what I mean? Make sure you own it. Just own it. And it just, it just, my, my father always said that about a voter ID card. It, it shows you're a good citizen. That's what he would say to me. You should have a voter ID card. If you get arrested and you have your voter ID card in your wallet, the cops will think you're a good citizen. That's how people will perceive you once you own a dresser. You'll be walking around with dresser confidence. You know what? You're not wrong about that. Yeah. It is nice to see your stuff put away and out of sight. It's like, yo, I know I got more stuff than what I can see with my two eyes right now. Dude, I'm using the drawers in hotels at this point. I take everything out of my bag, put it in the drawers. That's a lot. Dude, you know what? Honestly, that's corny. How's that corny? It's corny. It elevates the entire moment for me. What? Yeah, because I'm not like pulling shit out of a bag. I'm not looking. I I can find everything easily in the mornings. Then your hotel room's not messy for no reason. You just have an open suitcase and all your stuff's in the suitcase. I'm just saying. Look, uh, the hotel dresser is not my dresser. The point is you need to own a dresser. Like I said, you just some furniture. It doesn't have to be a dresser. It could be an armoire. Again, it could be a fucking, it could be an ottoman. You could start an empire with your first Ottoman. <laughs> From Ottoman to empire, the Chris story. That Look, that's how the Ikea guy started. Yeah, He was selling Ottomans that he made himself. 
how to recycle plastic from old computers. And he melted them down with some African children, and he reshaped them. They took the gold. He got the bad end of the deal. But he said, you know something? I could do something with this melted plastic. And he made his first Flurgelurga, which was the first Ikea ottoman. Did you know that? This is all... The Flurgelurga was the first piece of Ikea furniture, and he sold them at a flea market, <laughs> and now he owns all of Sweden. Yeah? You yeah. Got the whole thing? The whole country. Who's the, who's the king of Sweden? The I... CEO of Ikea. Yeah. John Ikea. John, yeah. John <laughs> P. Ikea. <laughs> I don't even know what the P stands for. But John P. Ikea, here's to you and your Ottoman Empire. Moving on. Do you hear about all these Jew schools? There's Jew schools? The Jew schools. Is it like schools of fish? Did you not hear about the Jew schools in New York? No. Oh, there's a doings transpiring at the Jew schools. Oh, yeah? Well, not all the Jewish schools. And I want to be clear that I'm not talking about all the yeshivas in New York. You're Uh, a yeshiva. Good one. (laughs) Um, Now... There's, the New York Times put out an expose on Hasidic boys' schools, and apparently they're beating these children. In a boys' school. Yeah. They're beating these small Hasidic Jewish children and only teaching them religion. Most of them cannot read. Well, how the fuck are they going to read the Torah? They're, they can learn to read the squiggles. <laughs> they can learn squiggles. They, can, they know the squiggles, but not the regular letters. You know what I mean? Not the good letters. You know what I mean? Those good, God-fearing English letters. You know what, what I'm saying? What do they need that for? I'm just saying they got. That's what I. That's actually kind of my point. They're just selling out to the Hebes. So like they probably shouldn't be hitting the kids, right? But people are like, "Well, can you believe they're only te- they're not teaching them basic stuff?" And I go, "Yeah, not even kind of shocking." Yeah, they're not teaching them to be indoctrinated to loving America. I mean, not all schools are doing that. That's literally what the, the American school system is built upon. I mean, dude, I, I look. You know, I'm anti-education completely. Okay. Stop educating yourself, people. All right? I don't think it's good. But not even remotely shocking that all of these fucking Jewish schools are terrible. Like the Hasidic Jewish schools? Like the ortho- I would be shocked if I found out like a standard Orthodox Jewish school, like even like religious Jews weren't teaching their kids mathematics and, uh, and literacy. I'd be shocked. But like I mean, the Hasidics are basically them. Amish. They're definitely teaching them mathematics. Apparently not these Hasids. Bro, how are they going to get bank transactions done? That's what I'm saying. A lot a lot of the Hasidic community lives in like abject poverty in this city. Do they really? Yeah, dude. A lot of the Hasidic community is not doing very well at all. Like it's like it's not like Bro, they got them big ass temples and them fucking sick hats. Yeah, I don't know where the hats come from. I think they must have some sort of fucking it's like a reverse it's a reverse rumple stillskin where they spin gold into hats. <laughs> I think <laughs> that's where they get all the wool for all those heavy clothes. They just take their secret Jew gold and turn it into garments. I guess, I assume. Um, <laughs> Look, the science checks out. Yeah, but people. Are, so obviously, there was a clear thing of people calling this anti-Semitic, and then um, even like uh, Nadler here in New York, he was going. He put out a statement today saying that he, it's atrocious the way they're treating these kids. Here's the thing. If they shut down these Hasidic schools, what are they going to do with these kids? Are they going to put them in public schools? That sounds like a We're going to have a Crown Heights riot every couple of days. We're already in a post-apocalypse in this city. 
right? Because we we lived through the apocalypse there, the COVID apocalypse, yeah. and now we're post-apocalypse, and it's like mostly fine. We lived through the dead city. Yeah, we lived through the whole dead city. Now it's post. We're post-apocalypse. It's like postmodernism. It's kind of fucking whack. We're kind of over everything. You know what I mean? Everything's been done. We're fucking done. What are you gonna do? A pestilence? We did that. <laughs> yeah, you get a famine. I guess we could do a famine. Oh, that's I think common. that was. I think that was fucking the gluten-free shit. We already lived through the famine. That was before the fucking pestilence. Death? We got death. Motherfucker, we got death. War? Crown Heights rights. I told you. Mm-hmm. We've been doing all this stuff. 9-11s? We got 9-11s? How many 9-11s? I, apparently just the one. That's what they say. Mm. I think there was some secret 9-11s that we don't know about. Oh, I need you to find that thing with uh, Giuliani with the 9-11s. I got another jerk-off 9-11 thing that I sent you on Twitter. But we'll do that in a minute. Um, but yeah, I not at all. Here's the thing: I do not think it's a good idea. And they shut down all these Hasidic schools, and then they start sending these kids to uh, 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 New York public schools. I don't think those kids are gonna be able to deal with New York public schools. Like you're gonna set up, like if you think about where the Hasidic neighborhoods are in Brooklyn, it's Crown Heights, and then Williamsburg. And I don't think these yuppies are going to be too happy with these Hasidic kids coming in. Apparently, borderline feral. They don't know how to read and write. You're all going to be in ES. What the fuck is going to happen if they put these kids into these systems? And it's like, what do you do? Do you crack the whip on the Hasidic community? They tried that during COVID, and they literally threw the biggest indoor party. They set a record for the largest wedding ever held in New York City when they were told they couldn't have gatherings. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. It's an interesting thing. We're going to see how it plays out, but they apparently are coming after this. Um, It'll be an interesting story to see how it develops. Mike, what do you think happens? Uh, I think that they uh, just keep on living their lives because it's anti-Semitic to tell the Jews how to raise their kids. I don't know, man. There's a rising level of acceptable anti-Semitism from a growing portion of like rich white people in this city because of the Palestine thing. And they're also saying that a large reason why that this has been allowed to get so bad is because Hasidics were considered a reliable voting block in the city. But the thing is they all vote Republican. I don't understand. All of our lawmakers are Democrats and they all vote I, I did petitioning for the Democratic Party. They all register Democrats, but they reliably vote Republican. There's actually a lawsuit um, from there's a class action lawsuit that um, Hasidic Jewish neighborhoods were redistricted. And actually, I think it went to this. It may have gone to the Supreme Court. It may have actually the Democratic Party is going to have to pay some penalties in New York for the redistricting of Hasidic neighborhoods. Because essentially they said that their voice has been nullified the way they split it. Ooh. Yeah, so there is like a weird growing anti-Semitism in New York from, you know, just entrenched people just with those particular hyper-religious communities. It's very strange. But again, I think these little kids are going to show up in schools and they're going to be like, like in in Williamsburg, they're going to have to deal with all these yuppie kids and that's going to just... I, they'll overrun and murder all the yuppie kids. Like, let's face they're going to be 
Well, I mean, look, here's the here's the real thing, though. They get sent to public schools. Mm-hmm. They're going to have to get vaxxed. They're not doing that. That's well, sure. so then we're at a fucking impasse. Mm. You know what I mean? So they just let they just keep. So this goes away in a couple of months and nothing changes. I mean, look, here's the thing. To send these kids to fucking public school, mm-hmm. they need to get the vaccination vaccinations that are required of public school. Oh, that's There's true. No there was a whooping exemption. cough outbreak in the Hasidic community a few years before COVID because they aren't even vaccinated against that shit. Right. So it's like they need the basic, like the measles and mumps faxes. Rubella. So, right. And that's going to become a real fucking issue. Mm. So I don't see that being... Doesn't rubella sound like it would be a good pasta sauce? I was thinking... Got a little rubella on there. I was thinking an R&B singer. Ooh. An R&B singer that sells pasta sauce on the side? The the microscene of R&B? Mmm. Rubella stuttered? <laughs> yeah, dude. You can't make, you're not going to come see Rubella stutter. Rubellas do not? Uh, all right. Well, this will be an interesting story to follow. I'm sure we will continue to follow it. Moving on. Mike, 9-11 was this week. Did you forget? How could I? Thank God you didn't forget. Now, there's two videos of massive jerk-offs talking about 9-11. I want to watch the first one that I sent you on Twitter. Um, Let's watch that first, and then we'll go to everybody's favorite jerk-off in a moment. Um, But yeah, can you pull this video up? I I love when people make a thing like 9-11 about themselves. Now, uh, this is from Reddit. Now, just put push play on this. I need some sound. Whoa. What happened? All right, push play. Push Solemn play. place, an American place. The ultimate subprimal act was committed right here. Right now, we stand as a family. We're going to honor a moment of silence for those that went before us. Now, for those of you listening oh, to It's this, a moment of silence, Chris. Yeah, 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 I don't care about this guy's moment of silence. <laughs> I don't respect this guy's moment okay. of silence. This Ow. shirtless 45-year-old man on HGH with his two daughters and wife. You don't think he's all natty? And his cameraman, who's got to be his son, who's a beta, so he makes film the rest of the family. Uh, film the whole, like, the footprints with the water falling into it. And, uh, yeah, that guy's not on that. He's HGH out of his fucking gourd. He claims to be 100% natural, just eats a bunch of liver. He's in a solemn place. Oh, you know who that is? That's the liver king, doggy. That's the liver king? Oh, yeah, he's like, he's TikTok famous. If you just eat liver, you become that jacked? Yeah. Him and his whole family just subsist off, like, fucking raw organ meat. Do I have to eat only liver? I mean, he's... Can I eat other things? Look, you have to eat enough liver... He's eating puss, right? ...to be considered the king of liver. That's... Well, how come his wife isn't that jacked? She's only a liver queen, doggy. So she's eating other stuff. So once I eat a little roughage to get some of that liver out of my body, like, I need to have... So th- those aren't abs. That's a liver blockage in his intestines. Those are just nine different livers sitting in his mm. intestines. I could use more livers. I'll tell you that right now. I bet you could. Um, ooh, speaking of livers, tragic passing. Elias Theodora from the UFC. Ooh. Yeah, 34 years old. Liver get, failure? He uh, Liver cancer. Got diagnosed in May, dead by September. Get a screening. September what? No, I mean, come on, never forget. Was it September 11th? Yeah, he died on September 11th. Jesus Christ! And like, watch this tribute video to him that I just showed you. A tribute video to him? Yeah, yeah, the one you just played. Oh yeah, my bad. 
This is a solemn place, an American place. The ultimate subprimal act was committed right here. Right now, we stand as a family. We're going to honor a moment of silence. Oh, his wife's all right. His wife's fucking nice. Whack haircuts on them kids, though. Are those boys with girl braids? I believe so. Ugh. Fuck yeah. you, Liver King. Stink. Liver King, out. He actually... First uh, of all, he did a sign-off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, first of all, the ultimate sub-primal act. Yeah. Um, well, he's all about primal acts. Oh, I see. Right. So primal is good. Right. So and sub-primal is... involves being able to fly a plane? Being, like, less than, than primal. Wouldn't less than primal be like a monkey? No, monkeys are primal. Wouldn't less than primal be like a shrew after the ice age? Yeah, that's that's what he's saying. These people are. They're shrews. Yes, they're a bunch of shrews. I never flew. seen a shrew fly a plane. You fucking idiot. They're flying shrews. They're flying shrews. Never heard of the flying shrews? No, I've heard of a flying squirrel. You gotta you gotta read up more. Oh, the flying shrews. Okay, look. All right, some shrews flew some planes into buildings on the orders of George W. Bush. That's what <laughs> happened. But what an asshole this guy is. Who does that? I don't even. First of all, I don't understand the subprime. I'm I'm stuck on the subprimal thing. He's the liver king. Please yeah. Um. So, this guy is the biggest jerk off I've ever fucking noticed exist. I hate him. I hate that people need to make nine eleven about themselves. Uh, just in general, we did a nine eleven tribute <laughs> on High Society Radio. That was all about what you did on nine eleven. What we all each individually did <laughs> as a group. And then I asked you what you did. No, because nine eleven is about sharing. You didn't ask me. You told me. No, you asked me if my father died. <laughs> <laughs> to which I responded, no. Mm. I'm not doing nearly as well as Pete Davidson. Mm. Plenty of people's fathers died on nine eleven. It happens. Look. Fathers die on nine eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you know the original plan for nine eleven was to do it on Father's Day. Was it? Is that true? No, there would be no people in the buildings on Father's Day. Oh, because it'd be Sunday. Yeah. Mm. So I was just having some fun with the mm. idea of Father's Day 9-11. <laughs> oh, the year before they would have done a 9-11? Yeah. What would they have had to blow up on Father's Day? Just every barbecue restaurant in the country? I'm thinking like just Bass Pro houses. Shops. Yeah. Dude's like returning some bad ties somewhere at Men's Warehouse. Yeah. I, I love the idea of a dad getting it out of the way on his one day off and just returning his terrible children's gifts. <laughs> it's his own personal 9-11, you know? Yep. Um, <laughs> Never forget. But that guy's not even my... from here. He just went down there to be like, ugh, this terrible thing happened in this place. You know what? Genuinely, pretty sure he filmed that when he was here in Months ago. July. <laughs> And then we just like, I'm going to bank this yeah. for 9-11. Yeah. <sighs> I saw him in New York at MSG, like, back in, yeah, late July. Mm. So, Did anything else cool happen on 9-11? Um, Can we see this other thing? What other thing? The video that I told you to find that oh. I thought you left to go find out how to find? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Frank was supposed to send it to me. Let me check my email. Okay. One sec, sorry. Um, yes, got it. This is my favorite. This is my favorite jerk off in the world. Uh, former mayor of New York City turned current goblin. By the way, being interviewed by Newsmax. Oh, the one place he's still allowed. It's legitimately might be true. Yeah, uh, 
I, I don't I don't know that Ralph would let him in here. Come on. Oh. You really think if Rudy Giuliani wanted to do the SDR show, Ralph would have any kind of fucking moral qualms? I don't know if I'd want him on my show. Really? Rudy Giuliani wants to come on High Society Radio. I would sooner have Adolf Hitler on this program. On Notes of a Goon. I would sooner have Adolf yes. Hitler on this program than Rudolf Giuliani. He's the bigger get. A, much bigger get. Yeah. B, proof of life after death. Yeah. Or, I mean, Tupac in it. Honestly, if you could prove either one, If, if Hitler bigger. walked in here, I would just play a bunch of just Machiavelli drops <laughs> all day. Okay. All right, let's watch this. One video. seems like way bigger news. But seriously, if we could get Rudy on, okay. would you have him? You're going to book Rudy Giuliani on the show? If he's willing to do this, we can get at least a Zoom interview out of Rudy. I'm not doing a Zoom. If he comes in here, I will get him hammered, and we will go live. Would you smack Rudy? You got the chance. He's right in front of you. Dude, I would just drunk. interview him and be like, so like, what was it like in that Notre Dame game? Just like that was my first question. <laughs> He'd be like, what? I'd be like, I mean 9-11. <laughs> All right, let's watch this video. The feelings are complex feelings. Um, it's the, I mean, I guess the best way to describe it is it was the worst day of my life. And in some ways, you know, the greatest day of my life in terms of my city, uh, my country, my family. It was the worst foreign attack on this country since the War of 1812. It was a complete surprise. It was an attack on completely innocent people. And I watched it firsthand. The feelings are complex. Okay. The greatest day? It was the worst of times. It was the best of times. It's a tale of two cities, you know what I mean? In one city, a bunch of people died. In another city, Rudy Giuliani got to grift people for another 22 fucking years. He got to get a president off of treason. He got to have fucking oil running down his head while he talked to that fucking goofy bitch from Michigan with yeah. the big-ass titties. Oh, yeah, with the big-ass titties. He got to be in uh, uh, Borat 2. All thanks to 9-11. Do you, do you think he thought he was going to be president? Oh, yeah. Why? I mean, he was America's mayor for like a week. Remember, remember when fucking Cuomo thought he was going to be president? Oh, you mean eight months ago? That's what I'm saying. These yeah. fucking idiots just get their, you know, start They get smelling. five minutes of fame and think they could be president? Yeah. Bloomberg barely, nobody liked Bloomberg and he thought he could be president. Yeah, Threw a hundred million at him. No, but he's a billionaire. He thought he could be president because Trump's not a billionaire, really. And he is a billionaire. He thought it was just about being a rich jerk off. What fucking Bloomberg didn't understand was that once he said, I'm going to tax soda, he became unelectable. <laughs> he didn't even try for a fourth term after that soda bullshit. He tried for that soda bullshit, and everybody was just like, nah, B. We, we already fought the war on drugs. We done lost. <laughs> this country lost the war on drugs. You think we're fighting the war on sugar? I don't think so. No. No. We're not winning that one either. You can't beat an inanimate object at a war. I mean, we beat terror. That's an abstract concept, and no, we didn't. <laughs> right? 
Really? Yo, I have not been afraid of the dark since Damn. we said we declared war on Ever terror. since they lit, lit that eternal flame. <laughs> Ever since they put on those big old spotlights for one month out of the year. Oh, man. I have not been afraid of the dark. Dude, I just remember that fucking joke when uh, when I was a kid. Like, you know, oh, man. Remember, like, fucking moms just used to email each other, like, fucking chain letter jokes? No. Via AOL? Yeah, my mom used to get fucking, like, the worst jokes emailed to her all the time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember some guy, like, one of the jokes was like, you know, right here, there was a, there was a terrible attacks, you know, 20 years ago to, to this great nation. Uh, you know, we, we waged war upon the Middle East. And the kid says, Daddy, what was the Middle East? Because we blew it to hell. <laughs> I'm sorry that I love my country. Moving on. Mike, speaking of the Middle East, how's the Taliban doing? Oh, they're great. Are they? Well, I mean, dude, they're trying all kinds of new things. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I gotta, you know, I gotta respect the Taliban. They've always had something new going on. Like, so they decided that their education system wasn't very good. So they were like, you know what? Let's get rid of the broads. These dudes could focus. We don't want them being illiterate like a bunch of Jews in New York. Yeah, how are they going to concentrate with all this fucking sniz around? That's yeah, with crazy. all the... Dude, look, the eyes are the window to their soul. Everybody knows that. And that's all you could see on an Afghani woman. <laughs> so those kids must have been walking around just eye-fucking these whores. Just be like, let me get some of that soul in my dick. That's what. That's how the kids talk in Afghanistan. Yeah. I don't know why you'd think they'd have an Afghani accent, but they're just so obsessed with just getting some of that brown eye. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're the ab- actual brown eyes. You know what I mean? Like they're act not butthole. All right, get your mind out of the fucking gutter, Mike. They're Afgiggers. What <laughs> instead of wiggers? <laughs> <laughs> what? What was it? That's why they can talk like that. Af giggers? What were they talking like? I did a demon voice. Yeah, you think well, that's a black guy voice? No. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's fucked up about this show? <laughs> we're about to talk about the Taliban, and that's not the worst thing. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I can't. Mike. I can't call them Af giggers. Afghanistani people who want to be black. I didn't do a black voice, Mike. I mean, you did an accent that wasn't Afghani, so... It's a black accent automatically? I mean, if they're trying to be like, oh, cool. let me see your fucking eyeball on the soul. <laughs> Is that going to be, are that also a black accent? No, those are F triggers. <laughs> F inks? What do you want me to say? <laughs> F. So, what's new with the Taliban? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, a United States helicopter was left behind, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because we had to we had to hightail it out of there for some reason. Mm-hmm. One of these boys decided it's what it's one of the uh, non-binary soldiers. He identifies as an attack helicopter. Get it? <laughs> Get it, Mike? That joke that people make? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they left one soldier behind. Yeah, yeah it was the non-binary one because the U.S. Army is bigoted against trans people. I mean, look, facts are facts, my dude. And he was—he identified as an attack helicopter, <laughs> and then he got left behind. It's supposed to be no man left behind. Luckily, he wasn't a man; he was an attack <laughs> he was helicopter. An attack helicopter. Yeah. Soon as you identify as an attack helicopter, that's it. You're fucked. Yeah, they can leave you for dead. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So the uh, you know how they like. By the had... way, right here, that's the real Ben. Cut that part. The attack helicopter bit. <laughs> you know how they had so much fun with uh, with like roller coasters and stuff. They're real thil- thrill seekers. Yeah, they are. They're fucking. I mean, honestly, look, the Taliban. They're always looking to do new things. Remember when they destroyed all that historical monuments so that people wouldn't come? But then they were like, "Fuck, we want to have tourism." Remember when, like, the U.S. was occupying Afghanistan? Yeah. And then uh, 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 the Taliban destroyed all these hi- historical monuments because they were like, fuck it, everything sucks. And then they were like, shit, come see our beat-up fucking monuments and see this monument to the war in Afghanistan that lasted 20 years. And then uh, uh, that's not working for them. But they tried. I like that they're trying stuff. You know what I mean? That is nice. Yeah, yeah, Dude, I heard they even tried to eat a pig. And they, they got struck dead by a, a helicopter. That'll do it. Yeah. But so anyway, this helicopter got left behind. Yeah. So the helicopter gets left behind. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was mainly for training. Mm -hmm. Um, So they decided to, you know. They ran train on this poor trans helicopter? (laughs) No. They, uh, yeah, it was used for training. It uh, crashed due to a technical problem inside the campus of the National Defense University. Okay. Um, National Defense University? Yes. That's a Taliban-run institution? I mean, it seems that way. Can I see a picture of it? The, no, I, I don't think they have one. They don't have pictures in Afghanistan anymore? I'll take a look at the fucking thing. All right. Um, National Defense University. I mean, they spell it with a, with a C. It's a whole to-do. What? With yeah. a C? D-E-F-E-N-C-E. Damn. Oh, because it's, it's just teaching you how to put up fences. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, They're that's... like, going to build a wall because it's Alabama up in here. Seems that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a place where you learn how to build a fence. Holy shit. That is a bleak fucking school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, pull, yeah. We'll pull that back up. Oh, let me see oh let's can... go streaking through the quad. <laughs> let's see if I can put... Oh, Christ on the cross. You this got is, more pictures? This is just prison. Yeah, why does it look so much <laughs> like a jail? No wonder they got all the girls out of there. Women typically get more lenient sentences than men. This is the National Defense University. Jesus Christ! It just looks like a jail. Yep. Uh, so somebody was trying to somebody's trying to liven the place up by fucking around on an attack helicopter. Yeah. So somebody just was so, all right. Look, it's college. You know what I mean. So they're getting wild. Yeah. So they were chewing some cot. Maybe got a little geeked up, and they were like, "Let's just take the and then they just couldn't do it. Yeah. Hmm. Is there a video? Uh, there is not. Hmm. No. I so don't, I don't think they have video. There did they? Yet. Cr- did they crash into the? They don't have like an eight pixel video from fucking flip phone over there. Mm-mm. They don't have burner phones in that jail. No, unfortunately. Jesus uh, crashed due to technical problems inside the campus. Uh, five people were also injured. Killed three people in the crash. In the crash, they yeah. were in the plane. Yeah, three, three in the plane, mm-hmm. and then uh, five other people were injured. What day? What day was this? Was it on nine eleven? It was uh, September. Ninth, I think. Wait, so, the defense ministry on Saturday, so September 10th. Those fucking idiots. Wait, international dateline. No, it's the other way. Yeah. Unfortunately. Idiots. They couldn't just wait one more day to be hilarious? Or? How much funnier would it be if the Taliban accidentally crashed a helicopter into their own college on 9-11? That, <laughs> what the? You're going to the purgatory of missed punchlines, you pieces of shit. <laughs> Point 9, 10? 
Dude, they'll never forget that. <sighs> Dude, I'll tell you right now. Maybe, right? Let's just process this for uh-huh. a second. Maybe the end goal. Okay. Is to fly the helicopter into the Freedom Tower. So thank God it crashed when it did. Because if they got that thing stateside, Liver King was done for. Dude, they would have fucking... I don't... That's pretty primal, you know what I mean? If you fly a helicopter across an ocean, you can't get much more primal than that. That's fucking fairly primal, doggy. Yeah, dude. You know how much extra gas cans you got to bring? It's a whole to-do. Dude, what an asshole that Liver King guy is. I can't get over what a fucking dickhead he is. Yeah, he really does suck, huh? Just... What else? He just... You you follow him on TikTok? No, no, no. God, no. I just saw him at a... uh, I just saw him at a uh, PFL event. What the hell is the PFL? Professional Fighters League. Oh, you went there? Yes. And Liver King was there. Mm-hmm. That was their celebrity front row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to get a it picture was you with you and him. Liver King. And he was like, nah. Well, yeah, because Lewis had called him out for a fucking. Oh, really? Yeah, Lewis had called him out to like. He was like, oh, I can him? eat more liver than you. Come to fucking Skankfest. We'll do a liver eating off. So I was going to go ask him if he would. I could definitely eat more liver than that guy. Raw? raw no it's a lot it slides probably right down though it seems like it's probably more slippery than a fucking he said raw yep that's he does everything raw doggy that's why he's got those ugly kids with the bad haircuts that's true all right well the taliban reaching new that was actually their space program (laughs) Uh, they're reaching new frontiers constantly mike and uh you know we're looking we're hoping that uh yeah, I'm still glad we're not there anymore. I'm, I'm really glad we pulled out of the war in Afghanistan. Hey, look. That's three more casualties, right? That's that would have been would have been counted against us. An American helicopter. Oh, that th- counts. An American hel- helicopter killed three. How many people have we lost in Afghanistan this year? Dude, how great would it be if they gave like a, a, a like records, like baseball record, like ERA records or whatever, and like the guy who got the helicopter stolen from him by the Taliban just has to just be like, that counts. That's on my... I want that. No, no, no. That's going to my next contract. I want three more stickers on my helmet. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Mike, I'm going to need some Ukrainian music for a moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I didn't know there was anything going on over there still. I I hadn't heard. Ever since since those uh, dance parties... Killed all the Russians. You know what I mean? Last week. They just danced them to death? They danced, they danced the fuck out of them. They danced their souls out of their bodies. All right, we got some traditional Ukrainian music. They used to play these back in, you know, the days of just, just tribes. Yeah. This is their jam. This is just traditional old school Ukrainian music. Yeah. And now... So there was an article that came out. It was a weird article. And we were talking about it a little bit before the show. Was the Independent just was like, they won. Ukraine has won the war. Right? That's uh, that's what I was seeing on Twitter last night. Well, so Ukraine has like taken back a lot of territory. And I still, I don't know why they think that that's how this works. What do you mean? Like, they didn't win the war. Like, Vietnam was steadily... We were steadily losing shit in Vietnam for 10 years. No? 
We need to do troop surges and all that shit. Well, I don't know. What they're seeing is that a lot of the Russian uh, the Russian gear is faulting. And uh, the Russians are now falling. Uh, like, you know how they say, like, never invade Russia in the winter? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the same thing goes, essentially, you're still invading Russia in the winter. <laughs> you're still trying to drag your supply lines across the oh, fucking I see. Russian winter. You're saying Russia is invading Russia in the winter. That's what it, I mean, essentially. Mm. So they're saying, like, now Russia is kind of getting fucked by... Like the turn of the tide. Any advancing army is going to have a hard time in like as soon as you pass September or as soon as you pass like. But they're just going to wait it out. I feel like I feel like they can just wait it out. You think they're going to keep going forward? I don't know. So the Ukrainians are launching crazy counteroffensives, and uh, they've made just tons of gains. The the Russians are on the run, heading east. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, but like they made it seem like. It's it's. I think it's the only thing that kind of can get people interested in the this war stateside anymore you got to get it like yo the ukrainians are winning they won you have to be literally like they've basically won and then when they're losing again in three weeks because china just somehow sneaks a bunch of missiles into russia or whatever like we won't hear about it for a while but we'll send them an aid package yeah we'll just keep sending them guns well we did we talk about this last week where it was we've spent more money in ukraine this year than in the first three, was it th- first three years of Afghanistan? I think it was four. Four. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So it's like I get. There were and, certainly four year stretches in Afghanistan. That I we get spent the, less money. And I get. And again, I get. We gotta adjust for inflation. You know the Putin, the Putin price hike and all. Right. This war is gonna be more expensive. I get it. But it's also the perfect war for Americans, because they feel like Ukrainians are Americans now for some reason, because they're fighting Putin. We can just keep sending money over. And it's just going to line the defense contractors' pockets. I'm all for. I think this is terrible. Is I think it it's, really money, though, or are we just sending them guns? We got to pay for the guns, Mike. No, I mean there are guns that we're just selling to them at like fucking. Yeah, but then we got to buy new guns from defense contractors. Yeah, but you know, what the do politicians you get paid off that? Yes, that's what I'm saying. And now you said you found something that makes this all seem like it's a good thing. Right. Well, all right. So the the argument. You told me you found a Twitter thread. Yes. That says that, that makes this all a good thing, that we're spending untold amounts of money. Remember in the beginning of this war, where it was going to be like they're going to like try to have a peace treaty. First of all, John Waters chimed up. Who I mean, I if we're going to listen to any celebrity, the guy who invented felching. Do you know that about John Waters? John, no, the, John Waters, the, the director, director of Hairspray, okay. invented the concept of felching in a movie. What is felching again? Felching is when a guy comes in another man's ass and then drinks the cum out of his ass with a straw. Oh. That actually exists now, and John Waters had to put it into the ether to make it exist. And he's wait, he weighed in a couple weeks ago on the Ukrainian war... And he said that uh, uh, Zelensky ran on uh, uh, letting these uh, parts that Russia... I don't know what he's reading that I'm not reading, but apparently, according to John Waters, who I think was probably more correct than anything else in the world uh, because he invented felching, uh, 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 Zelensky ran. He wrote an open letter to Zelensky, and he he said, you ran on the platform of giving the Donbass, letting them be independent, and then you didn't. 
And that's why we're at, you guys are at war and we have to keep paying for it. He also happens to have a new book out, and I'm sure it has nothing to do with that. John Waters, not Zelensky. Okay, so yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it has nothing to do with that. No. The guy that I haven't thought of outside of Zach Amigo's Midnight Spook Show movie intros in, mm-hmm. I don't know, a decade? You're telling me you never watched that episode of The Simpsons where Homer thinks Bart's gay ever? John Waters in that one? Yeah, he plays John, you fucking idiot. The gay guy. I don't know. I just remember the fucking gay steel mill. We work hard. <laughs> we play hard. Still got to be the fucking funniest thing. Um, Whole steel industry's gay. Homo, where you been? Uh, Ukraine announces that Russian military stopped sending in new units into the country due to poor combat conditions and missed a successful campaign by Ukraine to take recaptured slow, land. Slow down. People can't understand what you're saying. Ukraine has announced that the Russian military has stopped sending new units into the invaded country due to poor combat conditions. Okay. So, yeah. The, the, the Ukraine is saying that there's no new Russian soldiers coming. Okay. I'm seeing other people say that there is, uh, that there's now Russian special forces that are coming in. Like the fucking, the motherfucker units are about to descend upon the Ukraine. Well, I mean, that would make sense because those guys wouldn't need like large, you know, troop outpourings. They wouldn't have the same problems in the winter that you were talking about, no? Well, no, I mean, the, so the, yeah, the, I don't know, the, the special units they're saying are going to come in now. So one is true, and like one is true. And, and special and, units are like giant retard cocks. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I also saw, saw some guy on Tucker say that there is about to be a start of uh, use of small scale uh, nuclear arms. I mean, I suppose that's possible. Like a, a limited nuclear arms war. Well, they've been, whatever, that's, they've been teasing that. I mean, since episode one. I mean, it's like, come on, dude. It's like the hatch in Lost. Like, get we get it, dude. You're gonna do this at some point. I'm fucking so sick of this horse You know what I mean? Just like, oh, let's go to nuclear war or not. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's do it or not fucking, do or do not. There is no try. Exactly. Exactly. But so, you, then this whole thing that you threw up there, you were telling me before that this guy makes the argument that the U.S. for giving away all of their old arms and replenishing their new arms. And no, we did give lots of actual cash. If you recall, we talked about it on the show, it was reported that actual cash was not reaching the front lines, to, was not reaching the appropriate places to purchase arms and ammunition. Remember we talked about that three weeks ago on the show? Yes. Okay. But... You were saying that the, the idea is that the United States, because Ukraine is trying to join the EU, right? And it seems like that will be unanimously passed. The EU will be more responsible for the rebuilding of Ukraine. And um, the United States, because they've, they've basically just given away their obsolete weapons and then have to buy better weapons from defense contractors, uh, it actually replenishes the army while doing something uh, politically positive, except that this war is kind of turning to not politically positive because of the inflation that we're all living through. Right, but so, all right, you want to read this thread that I brought up? Sure, pull it up. Okay. I'm not going to read the entire thing. Just get to the pertinent information. Okay. Um... And this is somehow going to affect China. 
Uh, the U.S. is passing off all the strategic obsolete weapons, which were eventually replaced. Uh, the U.S. didn't part with any of their most effective and technolog not technologically advanced systems. And NATO is strengthened under the U.S. leadership. Uh, it says here in the first one, uh, they're sent via Lend-Lease, meaning Ukraine will have to pay back the aid that the U.S. is giving them right now. Uh, Europe is essentially being decoupled from Russia's energy tick, creating a huge opportunity for LNG, which I'm assuming is uh, natural gas. In the United States, mm -hmm. um, Europe falls completely out of Russian influence. Russian military is grounded down by Ukraine with no American soldiers having to die. Russia is threatened essentially as a threat to U.S. interference. Uh, the U.S. can now focus all of their shit on China. Uh, the days of the U.S. having to twist the EU's arm about not letting the, the Chinese. Huawei, okay. Yeah. Um, well, that was going that way. Hold on. There's a lot. Of, I have a lot of problems with this. This was going this way after COVID anyway. A lot of Europe and a lot of the base that votes in Europe kind of blame China for, f like, we like to pretend in the U.S. that we're the only racists. Right. You know what I mean? And we're the only people that get, like, xenophobic. And I don't even think blaming China for COVID is xenophobic. But I'm sure plenty of Europeans are going, yeah, why are we fucking trading with these jerk-offs for a minute now? Here's the thing, though. Once the inflation kicked in, in all the Western countries, from this war, with the gas prices going high, uh, particularly, like, do you understand how expensive it is to heat a home in England right now? Oh, yeah. There's no air conditioning anywhere in Europe pretty much right now. Yeah, they're all fucked. They're having a heat wave. Yeah. And then they're going to have to... It's going to get cold in three months, and they're not going to be able to heat... They're literally just living in the elements out there. It's, it's caveman times because the queen died. She pretty, controlled the weather. It's pretty subprimal out there. Yeah, it's very subprimal. Subprimal mortgages are fucking through the roof out there. It's true. Yeah, it's crazy. You can't get a cave for nothing. It's all exploded. But listen, what was I say? Oh, yeah. Look, everybody in around the world, like, it's like, you like there was this thing where people were getting mad at like like to me it's kind of like now there's this crazy thing where it's like the inf everybody's very quietly very mad about inflation. What do you mean? I don't think people are quiet about it. People are pretty. People vocal are. About it. I mean, people are vocal about inflation, but like the media is quiet about it. I think it's going to be a larger thing in voting than you realize. Like a box of cereal is eight dollars because of the cost of wheat. Like, Cookie Crisp is $8. Yeah, I know. It's in America. Super expensive. I can't eat cookies for breakfast. <laughs> in my, America. It's not my America. What did we fight the revolution for, Mike? I don't even fucking know anymore, dude. It's a good question, Chris. It's fucking crazy. And people are fucking mad about it. And it's going to make people be like, I don't care if. Like, why are we building processor factories? We talked about that on the show, too. We spent, we just passed a bill for, I think it was, was it $52 billion for fucking, to build, uh, basically the only reason why we care about China invading Taiwan isn't because we like Taiwanese people who are just Chinese people. You know why we care about it, right? Because of fucking processor chips. We just passed a whole thing. Microprocessors. Where we're going to build all the processors here. Right? So, 
if we don't care about that, why the fuck would we want higher prices on fucking things? You're telling me, all right, if we go to war with China, or if China if China's at war with Taiwan and we're funding them, and there's a whole fucking problem with the fucking imports from China, and we already can't get cookie crisp, think about what this is gonna do to Rice Krispies. All the Rice Krispies come from China. Snap, crackle, pop, those are traditional Chinese names. It's true. I don't think I don't think the the United States electorate is gonna care. They're gonna be like, fuck it. Do you? We don't need processors. We need snap, crackle, and pop. So you're saying China good? I think China's good. Good monies. Well, bad monies. But I think they're going to be fine. I don't think China's good. I look. I don't want to pay more for Rice Krispies. Is all I'm saying. All right? And I like a good dumpling. Okay? Can't fault any of these. Yeah. Soybeans are probably necessary. I like a soy sauce. I love the sauce that comes out of the beans, you know? It is nice. The cum that comes out of the soybeans. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. B-double-E-double-R-U-N, B-double-E-double-R-U-N, All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober well, all right. I got to talk to you about your Kratom.com. They're home a $60 kilo. You know about that? Mm-hmm. $60 kilo? You don't got to go to a gas state, and we all know how expensive gas is now. You want to avoid those places like the plague. The reason I got myself a the Tesla plague being truck. The- the plague being the Kung Flu. Get it? Hiya! It's a joke. You see? But here's where you go. If you want to get all your Kratom without having to go to a filthy, disgusting gas station, you can go to YoKratom.com yeah. and you can get a kilo of the finest Kratom this side of the Orient for $60. <laughs> a $60 kilo. What else can you get for $60 a kilo? Not a tank of gas. You can't, certainly can't get a kilo of gas for sixty dollars. I don't think you can get. I don't. I, you can't get microprocessors for sixty dollars. I, I, last time I processed a food processor, the food processor was seventy-two dollars. It was processed to buy that food processor, and it was big as hell. I had to lug that thing up the stairs from the basement because we hadn't used it in a while. So I was like, let me process this food. Because, you know, the price of Twinkies is so high. And I was like, you know, I need my processed food. I am used to processed food. But here's what's not very highly processed. The fine, delicious Borneo Kratom from YoKratom.com. You go to YoKratom.com, you get a kilo for $60. What else are you getting for Nothing. Everybody, everybody else raising their prices. Raising their prices. They're citing all sorts of problems with the supply chain, and this and that. Yo, Kratom.com, they're the best supporter of this form of comedy. And they said no. In order to laugh at this whole shit, you need to be high on Kratom. Trust the process, baby. Oh, dada. Oh, dada. (laughs) Give me the book, dada. (laughs) So what I need you to do is go to YoKratom.com and just get yourself some Kratom. It's a home of $60 kilo. Get that. All right, I think them boys is coming back. 
You know, Mike, this is the first time we're doing a read for Yo Kratom. I don't want these fucking hillbillies. What are you doing a Dusty Rhodes impression? Well, what happened to the voice that they had last week? I mean, look, they, they're, they're sons of sons of plumbers, man. What do you want out of yeah, them? Are they? I mean, clearly. It's fucking crazy to me. They were from Texas last week. Okay. Now that? they just sound like Dusty Rhodes? Isn't Dusty Rhodes from Texas? I don't think so. Carolinas? No, that's Ric Flair country, baby. Look it up. But here's the thing about Yo Kratom. You go to YoKratom.com. I love Kratom. It's good for everybody. Not just some fucking hick that comes in here and is mad at the cartels for bringing in fentanyl. Dusty Rhodes, Austin, Texas. Son of a bitch. Keep Austin weird. He's a bionic elbow. But keep those fucking hillbillies out of my goddamn Kratom reads. All right? I'll do my best. Son of a bitch, Mike. Fuck, I hate him. Give me some... I'm going to fucking shoot those fucking hillbillies. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know when I'm going to fucking do it, but if they keep fucking coming in here and doing my goddamn fucking ad, I'm going to fucking shoot them right in your fucking head, Mike. The only thing that can calm me down right now is an entire kilo of Kratom that I can get for $60 at YoKratom.com. Moving on. Mike. Yes. We had a couple of things we got to talk about before we go. All right? A couple of things. Okay? Okay. What are those? All right. The first thing I want to talk about, and I want to get your opinion on this. Eric Adams has just announced that he wants all departments to cut their spending by 3% because the recession is coming. The cops, the fire department, we live in this city. We just said it's a dead city. Post-apocalyptic, right? Yes, accurate. Okay. Are you doing something else? No. You're listening to me? Yes. Okay. So Eric Adams is talking about this thing, and he wants uh, them to lower these prices and lower the spending. And the NYPD, over a million dollars they want him to cut. And he, he's saying that we, they have to do this because things are more expensive and he need, they need to cut spending. The city's in a bad spot. And this kind of ties into what we're going to talk about next. And then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Hold on. Huh. Didn't they just hire like a billion MTA cops? Dude, they hired so many motherfuckers. Here's what's so nonsensical about this. My favorite part of this entire thing is that he's saying that um, they need to cut spending... Because uh, municipal contracts are up in the next few years. A lot of municipal contracts. So the cops, fire department, they're all... So they're going to cut their budgets by 3%. And then assume that those unions aren't going to fucking grip them by the balls. And hold them over the fucking fire. Come the next... Like, do you remember... You weren't in... You didn't live in the city yet. We had a big snowstorm on Christmas, or like right after Christmas, um, about 10 years ago. And Bloomberg had had a beef with the sanitation department. Of course. And he was like, whatever, I'm not renewing your contract. And then they just 
The city was in shambles for a week because of snow. There were buses stranded on fucking snowdrifts. Oh, I remember. Were you here? Yeah. You were here for that? Yeah, it was like two, a couple of years ago. No, no, no. I'm talking Bloomberg. Okay, yeah. So it's about, it's got to be about 12 years ago now. Um, it might be more. It might be 16 years ago. It was fucking crazy, dude. Like, and it's just like, this idiot, I get that you're an ex-cop and you think that holds water with these guys. You're, we're fucked, Mike. This, this, this place is going to go to shit. Like, you think it smells like garbage outside now? Wait till nobody's picking up the garbage. And by garbage, I mean the homeless. Because the police are going to stop doing that. You know? I think the... I mean, I just don't understand. Are, like, you're cut, you can make a million dollars? That's like, what? Whatever you're paying Bo Deedle's licensing fee. Just get rid of that. Dude. It's so easy to clean up a million dollars as a cop. No, what I'm saying is like, all right, so the NYPD budget is $5 billion, 5 billion, whatever, 2 like million, whatever, 5.2 billion. They need so to cut. They're going to lose a million? It's 157 million from the NYPD they need to cut. Okay, that's a lot. 435 million from the Department of Education, 56 million from the FDNY. That's only 3%? Yes. Dog. The city costs too much money. Yeah, and now they got to educate all these feral Hasidic kids. Mm. It's going to be a whole thing. With less money, these teachers are going to walk. They're going to be like, what do you mean I can't have a cheeseburger for lunch? Because these Hasidic kids. Meanwhile, they're really just taking the cheese off the burger to cut the fucking costs. You know what I mean? That's what it is. And they're going to blame it on these Hasidic kids. It's anti-Semitism is what it is. It's it's not trade. This is bullshit. Think about the amount of money that doctors are going to be giving them for just to force these kids to take vaccines. (sighs) There you go. That's your $435 million right there. All right. Department of Homeless Services. They got to cut $50 million. First of all, what would you guess that we spend on the Department of Homeless Services in the city? Okay. Well, if you just said they have to cut $50 million, and that's you know that's 3%, 3%. But I also know you can't do math. Because uh, you went to one of those Hasidic schools. $125 million? $50 million. It's 3%. They got to cut $50 oh. million? Get a cut fifty million. Yeah, so I'm guessing their total budget. Uh-huh. Holy shit! It's over a billion dollars we spend on homeless people in this in this city. Now, if I recall correctly, just Google real quick how many homeless people are in New York City, and let's divide that by one point six. Let's divide one point six billion dollars by the amount of homeless people. I mean, even we take the fifty million out, so yeah, it'd still be one. It's because it's one point six eight six billion dollars. Um, all right, so it's saying uh, in June twenty twenty two there was fifty thousand two hundred eighty seven homeless people. Okay, now just put into Google. I'll just I'll do it. One point six billion divided by how many? Fifty thousand two eighty seven. Okay. One point six billion. I'm just going to go divided by 50,000. Divided by 50,000. $32,000 per homeless. Just give them $32,000. Are you fucking with me? Give them a leg up. $32,000. 
What? Why didn't we just give them each $32,000? If you can't get your shit together with $32,000 or die of a crack overdose, who the f- Like, look, that's the thing. It's like, that's where- Oh, my God. $32,000 per person per year. Does, all right, so does that include Section 8 housing? Probably not. That's federal, isn't it? Hold on. Look, the Department of Homeless Services in New York City. I don't think that's what that is. Doggy, if they could just give them all... Yo, when I was homeless, if you gave me $32,000, every single problem I had would have been taken care of Dude, I once overnight. gave you one pizza. And it seemed like it changed your life. I mean, it changed my life for sure. Yeah. Didn't shit for like three days. That's right. I'm a good guy. See how I solve problems? But I'm just saying, $32,000. Wait a second. What's minimum wage for full time? Uh, right? $15 an hour. Right? That's the New York minimum wage. Yeah. So 40 times. Ta- no, times 35 because you didn't get paid for lunch. So 15 times 35. Right? It's 525. All right. So that's like not. All right. 525 times. Assume you're going to get two weeks vacation. Uh, times. Five is $26,000. <laughs> that means these homeless guys, they could be paying them more than minim- full-time minimum wage jobs. <laughs> if they were just giving the homeless the money. <laughs> that the Department of Homeless Services is spending... Per homeless person. Per homeless person. It would be more than the New York, which is higher than the New York City minimum wage, which is higher than the federal minimum wage. The federal minimum wage is half that. (laughs) Less than half that. 725. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the federal minimum wage is less than half than. Jesus Christ. Just give them half of that and send them somewhere else. Meanwhile, they're also, well, I, I bet a lot of this money is going in. You know about the, they got to put migrants in hotels now because all the Texas, because we're a sanctuary city. And now there's this whole beef with Texas and Florida with New York because Eric Adams is talking shit. No, what happened? Have we not talked about this on the show? No. So Texas is putting tons of migrants, their are se- asylum seekers, which in all honesty, it's a weird thing, but I almost, like, people get really up in arms about it. But it's like, so all of these, like, northern liberal cities kind of go, we're sanctuary cities for these migrants. And then the s- places that don't want them, like Texas, go, all right. Yeah. We're just going to send them now. to you then. We're the one. You're calling us pieces of shit for not wanting these people, and you're saying you want them. Deal with it. So we're going to send them. And it's like, it's like, and then they're just kind of like, we're, like, Adams and... Everybody just like kind of just going, wait, we didn't mean it. You guys have all the strawberry fields. Yeah, what are they going to do? What the fuck are they going to do? We just have a place called Strawberry Fields. (laughs) Fuck. And so, I mean, I'm sure that's part of the cat. I don't even fucking know. But um, just give these guys 26. If you gave, if you gave a homeless guy a bus ticket. Like, it busts the myth of them being down on their luck, really. Right? 
True. Because like, yeah, because like it would get rid of every guy who's standing there with a sign that says, "I need a bus ticket out of here." Well, yeah, um, but also think about it this way: with twenty six thousand dollars, even just in Central New York or Western New York, twenty six thousand dollars is two years' rent. It's almost for like, a two bedroom apartment. It's almost like we could afford. Like a one-bedroom apartment in Buffalo is like $600 a month. It's almost like we could afford a universal basic income of half the minimum wage. Well, just for the homeless. I mean, look, if we can, I'm saying, if we can come up with a billion for the homeless, we could just combine all those services, right? Think about all the extraneous... Oh, you mean the fire department and the police department? I'm saying combine all the extraneous services, right? That's just New York City's homeless fund. That's got that's not the rest of the country's homeless fund. If you essentially, right, got rid of all state and local homeless funds mm-hmm. and just replaced it with half of the minimum wage For or the or, or the federal minimum wage. If you just did the federal minimum wage, seven seven twenty five an hour. For 35 well, bet, hours a new, week. Oh, that's okay. UBI. Yeah, but that doesn't get rid of the home. Look, what are you talking about? You that literally, hun- no, you literally you have to find go, a place to live you, for that. So here's what you actually have to do. You have to give them $20,000 and be like, hey, we found you an apartment in Buffalo. And then you have to use the other $6,000 for like a real estate agent fee and a bus ticket to get them to Buffalo. And then like a futon and a dresser, Mike. They need a dresser. I don't know if you remember earlier in the show when I said a man needs a dresser. And most homeless people are men. I know there's a, the myth of the woman with her children. Seventy Over 70% of homeless people are single men. Most of them crazy, sure. It's another reason why they should be in Buffalo, where it's cold and they can't bother anybody because there's no one outside. Does that make sense? 100%. If, all right. If Texas is going to ship us their Mexicans, I will trade... I will trade any... Mexican from coming over the border in Texas, if we can, t- for every Mexican we take, we could ship two crazy homeless drug addicts to Buffalo. Math checks out. They need people to, I guarantee you, put, put this up, Google this. Are there unfilled jobs in Buffalo? Uh... Yeah. I mean, I'm just showing here. These are jobs near Buffalo. Cleaner. There you go. Field tech. House person. I don't know what that means. That sounds racist. Server. Driver. Lyft needs drivers in Buffalo. Customer service rep. Okay. Administrative assi- housekeeper. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What was that? Reefer truck driver. Just, just cart and reefer. Just cart around, cart around reefer. Dishwasher. Dishwasher. Server. Owner, operator, truck driver. I mean, look, these seem like fine jobs in Buffalo. Hotel front desk supervisor. You're Great telling job. me you couldn't find some migrant uh, refugee from no, no, Ukraine. We're ke- you would, no, we're keeping the migrants. We're getting rid of our homeless. <laughs> I want to move the homeless people from the subways. I want to keep the I want to keep the Mexicans coming from Mexico trying to breathe free. I want to keep the huddled masses. But then I want to take... All the guys breathing openly on the subway, and I want to move them Turn to them Buffalo. Into dishwashers in Buffalo. Yes, and we'll give them a twenty thousand dollars next day to start with. They'll be doing better. 
than all the people who just had their student loans repaid because they'll have $20,000 instead of just not owing $20,000. You see? You know what? Chris, I can't find any fault in your logic. There's zero faults. Moving on. We got time for a couple more things, Mike? We got time for yeah, a couple more things. Okay, good. Here's what I want to talk about. Uh, 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 and this kind of it kind of relates to what we were just talking about with New York. But there was an article in the LA Times that we were talking about before. There's been a series in the LA Times about how bad rec- the recreational legalization of marijuana has been in the state of California. Do you have that? Uh, yeah. Did you well, print- no, I printed it out. I'm going to bring it into you. Bring it into me. Um, so this is something I've kind of known about. We have friends in the business who were put out of business. Are go- I mean, it's it, it, it's kind of an open thing. I, not so much put out of business, but I know there were companies. I knew the guy, Cushy Punch was out of business for a while, and then they came back. Uh, the Smoked Honey guys ran into some licensing issues when everything changed. I have friends that work on farms in Northern California that were operating semi-legally under the previous medical statutes which were significantly looser laws. The recreational uh, passing seems to have uh, made all of those guys like kind of just, there's just a glut in the market because all these guys, all these like venture cap, all this venture capitalist money, a lot of big money jumped, it seemed to jump into the recreational pop market in California. And it caused a weird thing where it's like, Mike, I mean, if you were really trying you could probably find a pound of marijuana in New York City that comes from an outdoor grow in Northern California, and I think you'd agree with me, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, for sure. If you if you were if you were if you were extensively trying, you could find a pound of pot in New York anywhere from six to eight hundred dollars. Um and that's that was unheard of before the passing of these laws that essentially made a lot of these outdoor farms that were like hippie run and all this. And so the LA times has kind of done this expose where they basically say, uh, uh, all of the problems that have happened. And I noticed this high times actually put a thing out the other day where they've been doing raids on black market grows because a lot of the workers that were working in the black market grows can't work there anymore. Um, but it, so the people that had these farms now are just using human trafficking victims. Uh, they they found like at least like ten people. It, it's kind of fucking crazy, and it's just there's just more and more things. There's uh, the illegal grows are getting bigger and bigger, and it's all of this. Like I said, all of the bud is coming. It's going all over the country because it's, I guess there's just no there's no crackdowns. And it's causing an issue. Uh, San Francisco, because of the amount of illegal groves in California, had to, like, literally cut. They had to stop. They had to suspend the taxes for the dispensaries. So dispensaries don't have to pay the cannabis taxes right now. Because they couldn't compete with the black market in California. And aren't all the black markets? So what I was reading in this article, at least, is that the black market uh, farms are taking up a lot of the water, causing droughts. Well, all that's across also California. it's also exacerbating that. And it's like, but here's the thing: is like those farms already existed, and now it's like, but it's and now it's even. So they basically said that a lot of these guys who had made their money. This is my understanding between this and like what I'm talking to people over there. There are guys who have like made their money 
who kind of just left and sold their farms. And so now other people have taken over these grows. And instead of just being a yearly harvest of outdoor bud, they're growing these like greenhouse depths and they can do three, four harvests a year. So that's just draining the water, but it's also increasing the supply of bud. That's why the prices are dropping nationwide. It's kind of a crazy thing. And it's here's something also that's crazy that I'm just going to say. is like basically these laws that are in effect are super unpopular to enforce. So like these guys can't just behave the way they're behaving. What do you mean? We said they're these are illegal grows. Yeah. But it's super politically unpopular to bust pot growers because of this myth of the hippie good pot and it's just like the inge- the general myth that m- marijuana is medicine and better than alcohol and all this nonsense. It's it's not completely untrue, but it's not as true as we all like like to hold in our hearts. So it's politically unpopular to crack down on these guys. So now they're just having gang wars over this less amount of money than it used to be. Well, I mean, eventually the the they're going to not be able to afford to pay members of the gang. No? I mean, they're just human trafficking their trimmers now. That used to be a good job that people used to leave New York City. People oh, I've I knew, thought about it. People I knew used to leave New York City to go hand trim pot in California. And now they're just like, it doesn't pay that well anymore. Like, that's crazy. And that's like since recreational got passed in California. And it's a crazy thing. Is like Also note, if you're working for an illegal farm, there's no minimum wage. That, you know what I mean? Obviously. Well, they were all kind of illegal farms back then, though. Mm. Like, they were legal, but they were illegal. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they were kind of selling to the dispensaries that were medical. There was, it was very loose out there. It's not like those guys were fucking filling out W-2s. They were all getting paid in cash. Because there was no, there was no federal way to pay. Now you can pay. The federal government has now allowed you to pay taxes on that money. For decades in California, on the medical oh. laws, you couldn't put the money in the bank. It was all cash. That's how why Bitcoin became popular in the states. Huh? I said, how sweet of them to allow us to pay our taxes. I know. Um, but yeah, so it's like people were just paying cash. Like people, I knew people who would go and seasonally work on those farms because all your it's free you're getting you were getting like I think it was like $25 an hour back when the minimum wage was still $7 an hour here and like $12 an hour was like decent money if you didn't have a college degree and you were just working a shitty job. People would go out there and work for fucking 3 months out of the year, come back with a pocket full of money and then just like wait tables until the next harvest season and go back to California. I knew plenty of people who were doing that. But like it's like it's such a crazy thing to think that just like you're not these farms existed. You're not getting rid of these all these people. The processors kind of you put them out of business because they now all need like USDA stamping and all that kind of crazy shit. But it's like it's fucking nuts that one of them caused a giant wildfire. And here's what's here's what's crazy to me. Mike, have you been to a legal dispensary in New York? Uh, no. How many weed stores do you pass on the street in New York City every day? <laughs> like six. Do you know none of them are legally licensed to sponsor to sell marijuana? I assumed I assumed as much, yeah. Okay. The licenses, the retail licenses, have, they just opened the applications like two weeks ago in the city. They closed at the end of the week. Um, they've issued none. But you run into the same problem that people are going to run into in San Francisco. It's like, how do you compete with these fucking stores that don't have to pay taxes if nobody's going to, and they have set, so now you got to say there's got to be hundreds of these stores that are just selling pot, right? Hundreds. Yeah. 
They've sent 70 cease and desist orders and they've seized 20 trucks. And it's like, people are just going to keep buying weed outside. Like yeah, especially these outdoor markets. Dude, that's another thing. It's like, after a year, now it's like, so the people who were like squares, like if you literally like legalize pot and then the next day open tax dispensaries, you have all of these people who have been wanting to smoke pot for years who were scared to smoke pot. Like I know parents who have multiple kids who were not smoking pot because they were like, God forbid something happens and somebody calls CPS on me and they drug test me and I have pot in my system. That's going to be a fucking problem. Once they legalized weed, those parents just called their fucking weed dealer again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like the weed dealer selling the weed cheaper than these stores are going to be. Like, and the crazy thing is the way they passed legal marijuana in New York is it got passed in the budget. It got, pa- which means the money that they projected to earn from it is already spent. For real? Yes. Oopies. <laughs> what happens if they don't earn this money? Well, then they just got to start cracking down on black market in New York, no? How? It's incredibly politically unpopular. Why? Imagine they just started shutting down fucking stores. I assume every single outside operation that I see, every truck that I see, is just waiting to be seized. I mean, I don't think so. There's literally a giant lawsuit, Empire Cannabis Club, uh, which is the biggest one. There's a location on Houston Street over here, which I actually believe is shuttered currently. Um, not on on Allen Street nearby, Allen and Houston. And uh, it's, but they have a massive lawsuit against the state because they're saying what we've, we've been doing is legal. And I'll tell you this, everybody I know that's ever shopped there is like, fuck that place. They're a giant ripoff artist. They're charging me $90 an eighth for greenhouse depths, which is like, that's insane. It's not good. No. You'd pay $90 an eighth if you were a fucking idiot and you wanted to buy the highest grade pot. You're gonna pay. Literally, when I was bartending, a woman, un- the, I had the newspaper when the cease and desist went out on the bar, and a woman unprompted. A 45-year-old white woman just went, fuck Empire Cannabis Club. They suck. And I was like, why? She was like, I walked out of there $90 for an eighth. The pot wasn't even good. I get better shit from the kid on the corner. So it's like, I can't imagine how these stores are going to compete with even those stores. It's fucking, we're going to have more of this. I think it's great, in all honesty. It's the only true free market. Well, I mean, look, yeah, I guess. Prices are low. They're not that low. Pretty low. Getting charged $10 for a pre-roll at the fucking spot up the... It's cheaper than when you were... It's cheaper than 20 years ago. What was it 20 years ago? For a pre-roll joint? How much do you pay for an eighth of weed? I mean, right now, I don't even buy weed anymore. I'm just saying, if you wanted to buy an eighth of weed, what would be the cheapest you could pay? And what would be the average price if you were just asking some people? 30, 35, 40 would be probably standard. 40 40 to 50. Standard. Okay, that's the same $50 for very good weed. That used to just be the price for weed, for shitty weed, 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean, 20 for a gram when I was in high school. So, yeah, 50 for an eighth is fair. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. 
So $10 for a pre-roll. There's probably a gram in that pre-roll. Because that gram you were buying in high school was probably 0.8, let's be honest. No, I was weighing them. You would buy a 20 and weigh it? I mean, dude, I was selling it most of the time, so yeah. Oh, you were selling $20 grams? Yeah. And I would know, oh. but when I would buy them, I would fucking, you know, I'd First of all, it. I want to I wanna point out that Mike is saying that he wasn't weighing .820 bags. What? We all know Mike was weighing .820 bags. No, no, no. I was weighing .8. I, I had a choice. It was either sell .8 of the haze or point one of the or .1.0 of the dro, and I would take 1.0 hydro because my clients like fucking the fatter bags. He's still doing the .8. He's a lying son of a bitch. I mean, every now and then I would pinch a little bit for my own bowls. You're taking weed out of your bags for your bowls? You don't have a bag for you? I mean, look, if I just reduce every bag to .95, ain't nobody going to notice, and I got a couple nice bowls. This motherfucker was selling .420 bags. (laughs) And and you know something? He had Bruce Harrington out there pistol whipping all of the competition (laughs) right out of Scarsdale. It's crazy. All right, you prick. Um, But yeah, this is a crazy thing. Dude, it's a weird... Dude, I think they should just, they 100% should just crack down on all these fucking stores. You think that's a good idea? Yeah. I don't know that I'm okay with that. It's like, yo, we got to get this fucking bread. You know Aki and Poppy aren't supposed to be selling weed. They are. Okay, well, fucking that bag is coming to us because we put this money in our fucking line item budget. So we're taking the big sack of cash they have behind the register. Maybe that'll be what happens. We'll find out. I still think you should never shop at a dispensary. If you're listening to my voice, don't ever shop at a dispensary. Buy from your guy. It's around. Call somebody. Yeah. He's going to be late. Don't. He's going to pinch your bag like Mike did in high school. No, he's not anymore because it's a competitive market. It don't go to the place you buy the fucking sandwiches. Call your guy. Your guy can't rely on sandwiches. Your guy cannot. And also, he's got to pay rent. Those fucking Yemeni kids, they live in fucking trundle beds somewhere in southern Brooklyn, and they all get paid less than minimum wage. They're not making any money. All those guys that you're friends with aren't making any money off those sales. It's some fucking other guy that they're fucking kicking back to. So don't fucking even bother with that shit. Anyway, moving on. Last thing, and we're getting out of here, Mike. Uh, uh, You sent me a thing about the uh, Labor Day parade last week, about the police at the Labor Day parade. This is the new thing that the cops do once a year. It's almost like a sacrificial lamb for all the fucked up things the cops do all year. They give us one thing. Both the Labor Day Parade and the NYPD offer up a sacrifice to the internet gods once a year at the Labor Day. Play the video uh, that you sent to me on Twitter. Uh, oh, there we go. Okay. There you are. Sorry. Cut this part out. I'm not going to. I know. Now here's a uh, dorky-looking white gentleman getting a lap dance from several Caribbean ladies. Didn't we say we were going to go to this parade? Did we? I've been to this parade. It's a fun time. Caribbean Day Parade or something? Yeah. Did we say we were going to go to that? Uh, I think, yeah, Next early. Year. I mean, if this is what they're doing out there, I would like to go. Do you not know that this is what they do at this parade? Oh, yeah. So this cop got fired. There's a cop that didn't get fired for groping a woman at a casino the other day. That's a real thing? Yeah, in the NYPD. Suspended. This cop got fired. He got fired? Yeah. They fire a cop just about every time this parade happens for that. 
getting a lap dance at the parade or getting an ass shaken on him. Usually a white cop, and it's a it's a it's a communal. What I like to say it's a it's a sacrifice from both sides. The Caribbean Day Parade is a uh, uh, notorious. It is actually a very fun parade. It's good people there, but it brings out some uh, uh, shitty things. The day the party the day before usually there's a couple of shootings. Uh, a city councilman got shot at the at Juve, which is the pre-party to the Caribbean Day Parade. That's what it is, Juve. That's what we're gonna go to. That's yeah. That's the day before. Um, uh, a city councilman got shot uh, a few years ago before COVID, and then um, that happens. And then there's usually something that happens towards the end of the parade when the parade dies down on the parade grounds. Not really the fault of the organizers or the people marching at all. Just kind of brings out some people who might act up. So I think uh, once a year, those people get together and they go, let's get some good PR on the Caribbean Day Parade. We'll put out this video and get a cop fired. And then the NYPD goes, well, you know what? We've been beating up black people all year. So let's show uh, one video of a police officer really enjoying black people. But then to keep the white people that want the black people to get shot by the police happy, we'll fire that cop. It's a crazy round robin sacrificial lamb situation every time there's a Caribbean Day parade in New York, and I don't know how to feel about it. I'll be honest, I'm a little upset and annoyed. That guy should be able to get a lap dance, but also I don't like cops. <laughs> Both compelling arguments. Yeah, and there's no other parade that I can get jerk fish at. Mm. And a lap dance. What, what about Red Snapper Day? Is, there, is that a parade? Mm. I bet they have Red Snapper at that. Most certainly. Yes. All right. That's the thing. I thought you had more on this. You sent this to me. You were very excited about it. I mean, it's just a cop getting a lap dance. I didn't know he got fired. That's funny. Yeah. I just think it's, you know, I just think it's funny, you know, when, whenever we get an officer down. Get an officer off, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Moving on. All right. That's the show, Mike. We learned a lot. Today. What? What is this? What is the huffing and puffing? We learned a lot. You seem upset. I'm not upset. Mm. Your you shoulders play? would say different, but that's you gonna, fine. You gonna play a drop? You have some sort of drop to play? No, I have no. Are we, so we gonna end the show the way we started? All signs point to yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. What are you so mad about, dude? No, I'm in a good mood. I'm in a great mood. I don't I think like you've ever time. been in a good mood. I've always been in a good mood. I've never not been in a good mood. Since I've known you, I don't think you've what are you ever talking once about? been in a good mood. Remember that time I was drunk and we were in the diner? That was good. When you almost fought that guy? That was great. <laughs> I was in a great mood. I was going to beat that guy up. <laughs> All right. I was even vaguely angry that night. That right. guy was an asshole, though. That guy was I was a... defending you guys. How dare he wear that hat? Fucking idiot. What an asshole. But anyway, follow me at Chris from BKOYN on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Mike at the M Harrington on both those platforms. Mike, do you have anything else you would like to promote? Uh, yeah, every Saturday I've been going live with Bardia Helmy from Premier Fight Picks. I did it with Brian uh, McKay from the Believe Me podcast mm-hmm. uh, this last weekend. Uh, gave out a bunch of winners, uh, including my call, Nate Diaz, by submission uh, in the later rounds. I think uh, Nate Diaz, by sub in the fourth, was like plus 2,700. So if you were what following... What happened with the Cosmot guy? What do you mean? Was he seven pounds overweight? He was like nine pounds overweight. What the fuck is that? He was like, no, fuck it, I'm not. How do they not take the fucking main event away? He, he's a co-main? He was a co-main. So what he said was, apparently, the story is, he said, I'll give my entire purse to Diaz. Because typically you, you forfeit like Half. 10% of your, no, 10 to 20% of your purse, depending on how bad the weight miss was. Okay. He offered to forfeit 100% of his purse, meaning Diaz would have cleared over $2 million. Hamzat said he would come out before of pocket. Points. Before points. 
uh, I don't know if Nate gets points on For a every main fight. event. Maybe, maybe that's in his deal. But either way, he uh, he like essentially Hamzat offered him over two million dollars to accept the fight at Hamzat's higher weight, and Nate said, "Nah, fuck you. Like you don't get to fight me now." You said it was nine pounds. That's egregious. It is. It's the definition of egregious. Apparently, doctors told him to stop cutting weight the night before, and he was seen, you know, out late at night eating food and drinking water. So. Uh, that was probably a, a lot of the reason why the okay. weight was so high. Like he might have been down to like one seventy four, but he still would have been over. There's no way, right? I mean, that seems unlikely. Yeah, yeah, no, he a hundred percent more than five percent of the guy's body weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that he could have made it by any stretch of the imagination. Just saying, you know, that's uh, that's what happened. And so, yeah, he got reduced down to the. Uh, but it's one thing to be four pounds overweight and give up twenty percent of your purse, whatever. That's like yeah, ten pounds is the fights off. You're just never going to get That's another weight fight. class. Yeah, I mean, essentially. That's why they did a catch weight bout against uh, him and, and Hamza Chimaev. Mm. So, I'm sorry, him and Kevin Holland, who he was able to just ragdoll in the first round after. Oh, the guy who hadn't been training. The guy who hadn't been training for a wrestler. The guy who'd been training for a guy who is known strictly as like a stand-up kickboxer. So, rough, uh, rough outcome for Kevin Holland, but at least Nate didn't have to be a sacrificial lamb. I genuinely thought, for a second, that it was going to be like Nate Diaz going to get the win over Tony Ferguson, and then Hamza was going to come out like stone cold and celebrate with him. Like, yeah, I miss weight intentionally because I oh, didn't like want to squash you on, on your way out. And then have Dana White come out from the back, fucking red faced and furious, like Mr. McMahon. You really thought that was going to happen? Look, I thought there was a chance that, that Hamza. Seems like the kind of thing that happens on a podcast a couple of days later. <laughs> yeah, fair. I'm just, the point I'm making is I, I did, there's a part of me. That believed Hamzat was like, I don't want to smash Nate in my last fight. And okay. this Kevin Holland guy's been talking shit. Oh, it was so. Nate's last fight on his contract, right? Nate's last fight on his contract. But now he, he is, can get one more fight, I'm sure. Well, no, he's likely going to... He wanted out of his UFC contract because he wants to go fight Jake Paul or whoever in boxing. Oh, so yeah. his idea, his whole thing was like, Conor McGregor didn't take over boxing. So I'm going to go over and fucking... Honestly, if Jake Paul beats Anderson Silva in their boxing match... Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul nets him $100 million. Nets Nate Diaz $100 million. If Anderson Silva wins his boxing match against Jake Paul, Nate Diaz versus Anderson Silva is a compelling boxing match that could generate Nate 15 to $20 million. So either way, he's making more money than he could possibly make. Significantly more money in his next fight, hmm. especially because he started a promotion company, so he's going to get promoter points hmm. in any fight that he signs now. Big ups to Nate Diaz, crushing the game. Nate Diaz absolutely killing it. It's so nice to see, uh, you know, somebody uh, get one over on uh, on Dana, on the UFC in general. All right, so go watch those lives every Saturday. You'll have better anal- analysis. Make some money. Analysis than I just did. Um, uh, all right, that's the show. Good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why.
Tokyo. <laughs>